Welcome back to another episode of Lobby Concessionals, the movie podcast where nobody's right and everybody's wrong. Uh, I'm Parker, that's Brendan. Uh, if you guys are happy with what we're putting out, feel free to like and subscribe, follow us along, we're putting up stuff twice a week, uh, assuming I don't burn out and run out of cool things to talk about, <laughs> uh, which doesn't look like it's going to happen anytime soon. Um... Yeah, today we wanted to talk a little bit about speaking of burning out. Wow, well, well actually, done. I kind of nailed that. I didn't even mean to. Well done. Uh, speaking of burning out, uh, we want to talk a little bit today about uh, franchise exhaustion. Uh, specifically, you know, sort of the, the not finding original films anymore, or, or there's less of it. There's a lot of franchises out there. Um, and and the franchise dominance in, in movies. Uh I'm not feeling this as personally, but Brendan, you've mentioned in the past, uh, we've mentioned on this ep- on this show, uh, you're kind of feeling the burnout. Do you want to give us some thoughts, riff on that? Yeah, and, and, and it's not, I don't want to, it is, it, is, it is franchise burnout, but it, to, be, to be very, very clear, it is, it is AAA big budget movie burnout. Uh, and it just, it just happens that 90% of those movies are franchises. Oh, so you're saying uh, you have an issue with you're you're burned out with blockbusters in general? Yeah, uh, but but it, again, it, it is a franchise thing. Sure, uh, it is a franchise thing that that I think uh, leads to the burnout. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I think uh, I uh, some of it is is I miss I miss movies being an event. Uh, you know, I miss a Star Wars movie happening once every. 15 years mm. <laughs> or uh, they've never happened once every 15 years no though. you know what i mean though like it's a it, new crop of them a every new crop of every 15 years for yeah. sure but i miss that part of it too but uh, we're looking at one a year maybe not anymore uh, depending on not what anymore. they're figuring out to do but even the tv stuff so what you're saying is sorry just to cut back to star wars sure. really quick is you want a new hope you want phantom menace and you want force awakens and nothing else <laughs> So like if you get your way, we're never having Empire. Oh, I mean, if this if 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 we had my way, a lot of Star Wars fans would be real mad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, I, I I I like we talked about the theater experience. Sure. And uh, it's still absolutely one of my favorite things. But at some point, uh, I feel like I'm going to the movies to to be able to have a conversation with people as opposed to enjoying the movie. You know, that problem could probably be solved by not being such a huge nerd and liking other things. Uh, but what a call out. Holy shit. <laughs> but personally, I have no intention of ever doing that. So I know what you mean. There's definitely an element of needing to stay uh, up to date uh, and, and present with something. Yeah, well, the, so- the social aspect of it is huge. Yeah. Right. And again, that's uh, the word blame is not the word I want to use, but it is an MCU thing. The water cooler, the water coolerness wow. of the MCU, uh, is a is a very strange thing. Uh, the you know those movies come out, everybody talks about it. No, yep. nobody wants it's weird. Nobody wants spoilers. Everybody wants to talk about it. Uh, it becomes water cooler uh, fodder, and uh, you sit around and you talk about uh, hypotheticals and theories and all that stuff. Uh, so you don't want to. It's not that I don't. I don't know. This is weird too because I don't. It's not that I don't want to miss out. Uh, but a lot of a, a lot of our social interactions revolve around those things. Sure. You know. Now I, I think partially that's because you love comics, um, and so like I I think the MCU is an interesting franchise in that it's a lot of these aren't original stories. Like maybe they're they're being told in a new and different way, but like 
they're adapted from stories that have existed in many cases for you know at least 20 years sure. um sure like there is a tendency i find with a lot of comics to adapt stuff that really come out in the last 10 um you know shang chi is a good example that character has existed since what the 70s yeah. and uh and essentially everything in that movie is either created whole cloth yeah. or is pulled directly from the run in the last five years yeah um so uh, there, there, that definitely happens. Um, but my point is, is that the MCU is a little bit different than like a Star Wars situation where um, they're they're not necessarily adapt. Uh, it's tough too, actually. There's a lot of Star <laughs> Wars novels that got adapted. Um, what's a good example of this? Uh, I, I guess my point is, is that like they are adapting storylines. Um, we want to see how they're being adapted, and and I think. 95% of the people that watch those movies haven't seen those stories anyway. They're not sure. reading comics. Um, but it is weird because we avoid spoilers, but all of these things have already happened. All of these things have already happened. Yeah. So uh, it's also, I am going to come off like a, a, just a massive whiny baby. So like, <laughs> is it going to sound like every other episode or uh, is it's the peer pressure and the expectation of okay. these movies, uh, you know, because I'm a movie guy and because I'm a comic book guy. Uh, it's expected that I, I'm there opening night. It's expected that I, and it's not not just from you. <laughs> it's it, 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 there's a weird social social pressure there uh, and expectation, which I I try not to fall into. Yeah, I try not to fall into. But at some point, the 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 line of me really enjoying the process and me enjoying doing it becomes blurred. You know, I, I think you're right. It is unreasonable that people would expect someone that loves movies and comics uh, to watch comic book <laughs> movies like that. How fucking dare they? Where do they get off? I look. I'm gonna catch a lot. I'm gonna catch a lot of heat for this episode because because I know I know what I'm asking and what I'm telling you is is gonna be uh, quite hypocritical. Sure, sure, sure. <laughs> so. Uh, yeah, uh, there. It's a very, very strange thing, and 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 it happens so often. Like, I'll make it known. I'm like, hey, I'm not the biggest comic book movie guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, without fail, it'll be like, you know, the, the day of after, I'll get like a bazillion messages. Oh, yeah. Being like, hey, what did you think? Totally. And it's just a copy and paste answer. It's like, it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> Well, and so I guess my question is to actually ask you a real question instead of trying to snipe at you. Uh, is um, did this start at some point? Like, I, I my assumption is you went and saw Iron Man and were stoked. Yeah. So like 2008, not a problem. Oh man, I, honestly, I would I would say I was pretty good. I was pretty good up until Age of Ultron. Okay. Um. So when it became popular. More well, no, it, it mean, was it was yeah. probably popular Avengers. Yeah, yeah. So this yeah, isn't right. just you being contrary. <laughs> no, um, despite my best efforts. Yeah. <laughs> um. So okay, I, I see that as it, I think there was a turning point there. Um, I I think Age of Ultron probably more or less marks a point where we start getting three or four a year. Yeah, and and you know what? I will fully admit it's not. It wasn't a Marvel problem to begin with. Okay. It was absolutely a Star Wars problem. I if if yeah. you ask me to pinpoint a pro where it becomes an issue, it's the Force Awakens. Oh, that first movie, huh? That first movie, and I completely blame JJ. Why? Because of all the mystery boxes. Oh, okay. Now we're now we're sitting two years discussing whether or not Ray has parents. 
and all, well, she has parents. All of this crap. Well, does she though? Like that's the problem, right? <laughs> like so, it's 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 two years of nonstop discussion, uh, and and with all that other stuff in between, and I it it started to grind on me a lot, and 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 a lot of that is you know it's the it's the it's the it's the circles I travel in. Sure, sure, and sure. all that stuff. But so. I, how is that problem solved? Is that problem solved by, like, it sounds to me like the problem is solved by having another Star Wars movie six months later. <laughs> Am I wrong? <laughs> the problem is solved by me, I don't know. Honestly, like, it, to me, like, I, what I did was I took myself out of it. Yeah. Fair, you know, fair, I, fair. I, I was part of uh, Star Wars fan clubs and, and other things. The Star Wars is important to me. Yeah. That's what I grew up in. If you, the movie watching Habits, Return of the Jedi was my first movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? yeah. It, it will always have a huge impact on my life. But I had to take myself out of it. Yeah, and uh, it just it was just wearing me down. Mm-hmm. And even when it wasn't, even when it wasn't Star Wars that was coming up, I felt like because these big budget movies kind of do all the same things, and that's very broad, and I get it, and that's a generalization. But I felt like I was having the same conversation over and over and over again. Sure. Uh, and so the burnout happens. Yeah. Right. Yeah, and I I found like. I'm a big Marvel movie guy. Um, I really do enjoy the MCU, and I I don't feel the burnout with them. I understand why people would, yeah. Uh, and, and especially with the Disney Plus stuff too, sure. I find that that really adds to it. But um, but I don't find it. I think there's enough for me. There's enough uh, of a distinction between the the various projects that it that it keeps me interested and keeps me yeah. going. Um, but I did find a little bit of it with Star Wars. I, I definitely found myself a little exhausted with the thought of. Uh, a Star Wars movie a year, and I'm glad they've strayed away from that. Um, but I, I think one of the bigger differences between the two franchises, and and maybe part of the reason that that lends itself to this uh, burnout aspect, is the fact that you know it doesn't seem like the the Star Wars has had a guiding force uh, like Kevin Feige, the the uh, yeah. head head of Marvel Studios, and the uh, yeah you know lead producer of all of those films um i i I believe kathleen kennedy is supposed to be that she is the president of lucasfilm i believe um and if not her then dave filoni the i think he is now an executive creative director or something uh or like effectively head of creativity (laughs) at, at lucasfilm um and i don't know if they weren't put in charge of that or or what um, I think the fact that they decided to have a different director for each of the uh, main trilogy Star Wars films was a bad call. Uh, and to not have an ending. Ready well, yeah, to go. They didn't have a, a story fleshed out. You know, like JJ ended up becoming the the go to. Like he did two of those three movies. Um, and so if they were going to do JJ, that's fine. Like I honestly think JJ is a, a fine creative. I yeah. think he has a bit of an issue with endings. Um, but either way, if they wanted to do him, that's fine he should have flushed out the story. And I think really what it comes down to is Disney buys Lucasfilm. They spent a shit ton of money on it and they wanted a return as soon as possible. So they, they rushed it a bit uh, because I think if they took uh, the time to hash out a story arc, um, we had a couple more years before the first release. That's fair. You know, so I'm not saying any of those are good reasons, but I, I, I agree with that. Yeah. And I think that um, really at the end of the day, in my opinion, out of the five Star Wars films we got, it was just five. Really, that's so weird, right? And it feels like more because you just, the conversations won't end. 
Yeah. Well, and so now that I'm saying this, actually, this doesn't as bad as I thought. But of the five we got, I'd say three are good movies. So I love Force Awakens. Still do. Yeah. Um, your points that you've made in the past uh, that there's too many mystery boxes and that at the end of those, the end of that film, those characters haven't advanced in arcs yeah. um, is totally valid. Yeah. Um, uh, as you've mentioned in the past, not on this podcast, but yeah, yeah. One, which we won't go into. Um, that's a different podcast. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> is those characters likely should be where they're uh, by the end of Force Awakens, they should be at where they are at at the end of the last Jedi. Yeah. Um, and that absolutely makes sense. Um, Either way, my point is, is I think we get Force Awakens, Last Jedi, and Rogue One are all great films. Um, Solo is unfortunate. Put yourself um, on the chopping block with that Last Jedi take. Uh, maybe it's the I, best movie of the five that they put out. I, I <laughs> there it is. I'll say it. <laughs> I love Force Awakens. Yeah, uh, and I think Rogue One's really, really good. I'd have a hard time picking between those three. I think, um, but Last Jedi, I think, is is a good film. Yeah. Um, Really, the problem is, is Ryan comes in and says, we need to get this franchise back on track. And we need to get this trilogy where it should be. And the last Jedi erasure that we see in... Um, in Rise. Rise of Skywalker, yeah. thank you, is is so unfortunate. And it's a big part of the reason that movie sucks, in my opinion. Is It's just, it's so clearly them backpedaling and going, well, I guess people weren't happy. <laughs> and like coming up with something yeah. else. And there we go. We just lost... All of our audience. <laughs> <laughs> like, frankly, if you think The Rise of Skywalker is a good movie, fine. You know? Sure. Go ahead. Stick your head in the ground and live your life. <laughs> um, uh, I am okay with people enjoying things. I think I have an issue with someone truly coming at me and, and trying to argue the merits of the film. Yeah. And, you know, merits of, of good filmmaking when it comes to a movie like, like Rise of Skywalker. I'm not going to be a dick about this, really. Again, if yeah, someone yeah, truly yeah, believes absolutely. that, absolutely go nuts, man. You like what you like. Um, but, but it's so upsetting to me that effectively we end up having the, the whole studio effectively turning against Ryan Johnson there and saying, well, your ideas were bad, so we're going to go against them. You know, like, but he's still apparently doing the Star Wars trilogy. So who knows, right? Who comes out on top there? <laughs> uh, you know, and, and, and maybe it's a different discussion for a different day, but those discussions specifically about Last Jedi and Rise of Skywalker were another, is, is a contributing factor. Yeah. Right. Uh, and and it's and it's it is the the as much as I want these things to be social the Star Wars stuff, uh, you know, ending having to have to talk about Force Awakens for two years and then and then and coinciding stuff with the Marvel stuff where you, we were seeing things like uh, Doctor Strange and Iron and Ant Man come out back to back and just not having anything to say about them. Because they're, yeah. they're, other than the characters, that I, I just don't. So now I'm feeling like I'm in like a bit of a hamster wheel with these movies. Uh, and, and and again, we're bagging on Star Wars and Marvel, and it's it's not just them. It's not. Um, they are definitely big heavy hitters in in that issue in the last ten years. Yeah. Um, uh, and we've talked about that before in the MCU episode about how um, there is you know of the. 27 MCU movies. I keep making up numbers, so it's going to be one. Of them. I'm get it right <laughs> one one day, day you'll hit it. Yeah, yeah. Out of the 32 uh, <laughs> MCU movies, uh, um, there's you know at least half that basically blend in with the pack. Probably more than that. Probably I'd say two thirds. Yeah, that blend in with the pack in terms of quality. And it's just like, yeah, you know, they're fine. Yeah, they, you know, they they absolutely deliver the MCU formula. They are fun films. I would watch them. Yeah, and then the conversation dies. Yeah. 
Yeah. And, and so I think maybe that's where I where I agree with some of the, the franchise burnout is I think toxic fan and fandom ruins some of this. And that's literally going to be a discussion for another day. Somewhere down the line when we you know, when I get my balls together and figure it out. So, yeah, um, I'm watering mine right now to grow some. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I we need to talk about tax, toxic fandom uh, and in the impact it has on the industry, the impact it has on creatives, because um, I think that's a really important topic. Um, but I think that's what partially ruins it. You know, sure, you, you absolutely. Get, you get the angry Star Wars nerds involved with, um, and sorry, I don't want to say nerd like it's a bad thing. I am a huge nerd. Um, yeah. But you get truly angry, angry Star Wars fans that get all pissed off about Last Jedi because they decided that. Um, that Ryan was the the worst in the world and yada 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 and he should have done this and this this better and um, I, I I think it it doesn't become about uh, enjoying a series of films anymore no it, it, you know and and there's politics involved the, the uh, what's her name the um oh man if only I prepared um well, you have to have to talk about Last Jedi uh, yeah. <laughs> the lovely uh, Last Jedi actress the Rosemary Tran. Thank you. Rosemary yeah. Tran. I knew Rose was in there. Yeah. Um, she, you know, effectively gets sent away from those films. She's in uh, Rise of Skywalker for like 30 seconds um, <laughs> because fans decided they hated her. And yeah. it was woke SJW bullshit. And like, <laughs> I, you know, on, if we're putting ourselves on that political scale, which I really don't want to, but I think I'm more on the SJW side of things <laughs> than I'm on the... You know, like yeah. incel side of things. <laughs> um, but, uh, like, I, I just don't get it. Like, why? Why do you care so much, man? Like, what, what really? Is this what you, you're going to hang your whole opinion and your identity on the fact that there was an Asian lady in, in a Star Wars movie? Yeah. Fuck off. I, yeah, I remember that movie coming out, like, trying to watch some reviews. And every review, video reviewer, the thing was just like, uh, there it is. There's a there's a female pilot right right away. That's the first thing I see. Just shoving it down my throat, and I was like, I just don't get it. Yeah. In a in a galaxy with green aliens, I don't understand why the female pilot bothers you so much. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> um, and like, it's not like there's the shot is her going, oh my ovaries. You know, like her being female has nothing to yeah, do with it. That I, is a pilot. Yeah. Like if you want to watch the director's cut, that's on you. But like, it just it's just <laughs> the theatrical's just not there. Uh, so yeah, Toxic Phantom is absolutely part of it. Uh, and again, I, I, to your point, I just don't understand what it is they want. Uh, you know, yep. it's uh, what I've discovered in the last five years is a headcanon is the most dangerous thing in the creative. Oh, sure. Or, or against creatives. You know, again, we're, you, I, I don't envy a guy who had to walk in and try to fill in the gaps of some poor eight-year-old boy's idea of what Luke Skywalker is going to be 30 years later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. That's a that's a, that's a a tightrope to walk, and I get it. But at the end of the day, these guys got to realize that somebody was hired to put out their own vision of it. Does it mean he hates Star Wars? No. It just uh, he saw Luke Skywalker differently from the way you did, man. Yeah. He played with his Luke Skywalker toy differently than the way you did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It doesn't mean he hates Star Wars. That's just not it. Well, it doesn't mean he did it wrong. No, you know, there's no like, right or wrong. There's just the if you enjoyed it or you didn't. Yeah, you didn't. He didn't ruin Star Wars. He didn't take away your childhood. <laughs> like, like that stuff still exists, obviously, or else you wouldn't. You wouldn't have this problem. <laughs> um, yeah, 
Yeah, absolutely. And I, I think, frankly, I think we're getting a little bit off. off yeah, topic, yeah, a little bit. But but I, I, I think for me, if I was to get tired of a franchise, like I did get a little bit tired of Star Wars, which is amazing given that there was only five movies. Yeah. You know, like yeah, yeah, yeah. we only recently started getting uh, more Star Wars stuff. Um, and uh, and everyone loved Mando. You know, like there was no issues there. And partially, you know, it's a man. <laughs> anyway, um, what I do find interesting about Star Wars is there is a bit of a, um, uh, a creative lack there. Um, I, I found it really upsetting when Solo, um, the original directors, Chris Miller and Phil Lord. Yeah. Yeah, nailed that. I wasn't sure if it was Phil Miller, you know, <laughs> no, you got it. Phil Lord. You got it. Um, we're uh, uh, fired for creative differences sure. off the set of Solo. And um, and they hired... Here comes the, good old reliable Ron that's Howard. That's the thing. Yeah, <laughs> the safest bet, Ron Howard. <laughs> and just created a boring film. Um, personally, I did. we didn't need... Like, I, I, I don't need a Han Solo movie. I didn't need that. I was really disappointed with that movie because that opening heist scene, um, you have a whole crew of ragtag characters... Um, that I would have way rather followed sure. uh, for a full film, and um, and you know, spoiler for a seven-year-old movie, <laughs> no less than that. Anyway, whatever it Five is. Five-year-old movie. Yeah. Uh, if you want, if you want to watch Solo <laughs> unspoiled, maybe skip the next thirty seconds. <laughs> the mall reveal is awesome, uh, and I love mall, especially sure. from the Clone Wars animated series. Mm-hmm. But um, uh, I would have loved to have seen more live-action mall. Yeah. Uh, and so, it, you know, it sucks we didn't get that. I loved um, Lando, Donald Glover. That guy, <laughs> incredible. You know, like yeah. Uh, so he's he does an amazing job as Lando, and it's it sucks that we don't get to see more of that. But it partially we don't get to see that because they didn't know what to do. You know, like they shove the entire character's backstory into that two-hour movie and i'm like wow so you did nothing else for like 20 years <laughs> um anyway like even the, the shows we're getting now i was about to say like you like i know i feel it i don't know and then i know you had similar feelings about something like boba fett yeah where you're just like oh, you're, you're like i gotta watch it i guess yeah yeah so. well and they just very noticeably become mandalorian season two <laughs> like, they, didn't, like, they didn't even try or season three 2.5 really yeah yeah, we're on. We're we've already done two seasons yeah, yeah, of yeah, Mando. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so like, it it's ridiculous that yeah. that's where we're at. Um, uh, and you know the, the the thought of hey, let's watch Boba Fett being a crime lord. Awesome, I'm in. Yeah. let's do it. Why doesn't he get to be a crime lord? <laughs> <laughs> Let him do it. Just just <laughs> give me what you sold me on. I and I, I think again, it's tough because I you know in. Maybe again, this is just me being a hypocrite. It's just like I don't, I don't want rehashes of old stuff. Like I get it. I like that first season of Mandalorian sure. a lot. Yeah, I even like most of the second season. You know what part I hated? The ending. Yeah, because it wasn't Plo Koon. <laughs> they shrouded <laughs> Luke again, and I'm like, I get it. Luke's important. Why couldn't we just bring Plo Koon back from the dead? Yeah. Who knows if he's dead? And I get it. All these people are just like, that's the Luke we want. I'm like, that's a different conversation. We're a different, different day. But at the end of the day, I just, I just want my, it's, we're, we're, we're 40 years removed from that original trilogy. Yeah. I just want some evolution in this entire universe. You know, like, why are we still keeping up with the Skywalker? Yeah. And, you know, and it, (laughs) 
uh, like, why why are we always on Tatooine? <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay, so a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away, we set every movie on one desert planet, and everything's about this one family. I, and are I, you kidding? I, I, I get it. 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 If that's if, if they're the focal point, it's fine. They don't need. But, I, but we've been told otherwise. We've been told it's a big galaxy with yep. a lot of stories. Yep. And we just keep coming back to and it. And we don't see them. And, and so there's burnout there because I keep expecting different stuff. Yep. And, you know, we got a lot of that cool stuff in the first season of Mandalorian. Uh, it's a new vibe. It's a new character. Got new characters. Yep. You know, and then and then that, that second season becomes a commercial for three other shows that I might not. I'm going to watch but don't care about. Well, and, <laughs> and I think this is actually where Marvel, again, has done really good things. Like, if we were on Iron Man 8 by now. We'd have a problem, you know. Like he was in lots of movies, sure, absolutely. Yeah. I think he was ended up being in a nine or ten total. Um, some cameos, some you know. Sure. Like, uh, he's in Spider Man for eight minutes, you know. Like it's it's really not an Iron Man movie, but it you do feel his presence. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, but like again, if we were on Iron Man eight, people would be burnt out too. Like, yeah. People want. Cool Star Wars stuff. Absolutely. I think it's a great universe. I think those are characters. There are people there that I'm interested in finding more out about. I I don't want it to be the same people. I don't want to stay on the same planets. You know, like the very first episode of The Mandalorian, he's on like some, uh, I think it's like a ocean frozen planet yeah, thing. Weird you know, know? thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I think the very first line is, I can bring you in warm or I can bring you in cold. Yeah. And I'm like, this is amazing. Let's do this every episode. You know, and obviously y- you got a lone gunslinger vibe with them. They introduced Grogu so that we have someone to care about. You know, like we do care about the Mandalorian, but at the same time, like, <laughs> he, he doesn't take off his helmet. He, no. he can't be emotional. We need to have an, an anchor. They nailed aspects of that show. Yeah. Why did we go back to Tatooine? <laughs> Why? Like, come on, man. <laughs> yeah, I and that's the that's the thing to me. It's just like I'm excited and I'm stoked. And I haven't been stoked for Star Wars stuff for a while for Mandalorian season two. And then all of a sudden Boba Fett shows up, all of a sudden Luke shows up, all of a sudden Ahsoka yeah. shows up, and I'm like, oh so it, no. Okay. Do not bring Ahsoka <laughs> into this. It's just part of the thing. It's she's it's, my queen. I get it. <laughs> she's great. But, it, it, you know, I just, I, I struggle with the idea. I just want new stuff, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, it just, I want new stuff because I need to, I need to feel like the stuff is, is fresh. Sure. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I need to feel that it's fresh. And, and I'm going to get bagged on because I'm the guy that fucking dunks all over the DCU uh, for, for trying new things. Uh, and I, but it doesn't feel like it's trying new things. For the record, though, I don't think you dunk on them for trying new things. No. You dunk on them for trying the same things. The fact that we keep going back to Snyder stuff and we keep going back to those themes and vibes. Sure. You know, like the first movie in those, the DCEU yeah. group um, uh, that was not noticeably Snydery is Wonder Woman. And that movie's incredible. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, I like, I love Wonder Woman. It's a slam dunk and yeah. it feels different. Um, I have some issues with Joker. Uh, yeah. as a film, and we won't get into that. It's another topic. Yeah. Um, but uh, but ultimately, still a well-made film, or like aspects of it are. And I like the fact that they did something new and exciting. They took a character, and they're like, we're never going to see this Joker with Batman. We're not. And no. that's great. Yeah. Cool. Do it. I like the fact that we're doing 
a flashpoint movie there's other problems there you know like ezra miller in particular but um but it, it's different so i i like that we can have these things that are sort of maybe connected but also not at all yeah yeah um but you know the reasons those those movies fail have nothing to do with them the fact that they're trying different things no i guess i guess not if you, if you want to talk about it that in that sense uh and and uh Man, I I honestly don't know what it is with the DCU and me, uh, and I I know so much of it has to do with they're just not the characters I recognize uh, at all. You know, I, with the Marvel stuff, they it's there's there's they're obviously loosely taken from the stories and whatnot, but for the the core of the characters are there. Yep, the core of the characters sure. are there, and but I, that's not always true for the DC stuff, though, right? Well, no, like, that's what I'm saying. Like the, the they, I, I I don't recognize that Batman. I don't recognize that Superman. What about the new Batman? He's in the oh, DC universe. So like that's a that's a different thing. I you know, I we're going to talk about this at some point. But that Batman movie, the the new one, the Matt Reeves one is incredible and is my favorite interpretation of Batman on screen. So they nailed the character there. What about Wonder Woman? Uh Wonder Woman's pretty good. I mean, again, I I struggle with the second movie a lot. I think a lot of sure, people do. Sure, but we'll stick with the first one. <laughs> then the first The first one's great. What about Aquaman? Uh, no. I mean, Aquaman I struggle with uh, utterly and completely. I get it. People like Momoa, and he looks like a hobo Aquaman. Like, I just... I love it. <laughs> you, you do. I yeah, love you, it. you love, you love uh, dude bro Aquaman. Oh, uh, yeah, I do. You know, but... Uh, and, and you know, this is the comic book nerd in me, but uh, to me, I, I just needed him to be a little bit more regal, a little bit more kingly. Oh, he's a king. He's not! Oh, yeah, he is. <laughs> he's my king. God damn it. Uh, uh, yeah. So there's just I struggle with a lot of the interpretation, uh, uh, and 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 the thing is I won't I won't fault people for liking it. That's my that's the difference, right? Like I I if people enjoy those movies, which they do, and I don't get it, mm-hmm. but I'm not gonna I'm not gonna crap all over your opinion. If you like something, you enjoy something. If you like Batfleck, go for it, man. But there's something to be said about a Batman who's just murdering people with his car. Yeah, yeah. I will let that not uh, obvious lie stand. Uh, um, but so I'm curious about, uh, and, and this is a franchise that, as my wife tells me regularly, I have no right to talk about. Yeah. Um, but Harry Potter. Uh, it, so I think in a lot of ways they've avoided some of that franchise burnout. And sure. First of all, because uh, at its height. I believe that the first one came out in 2001 and the last one came out in 2011. It might have been as late as 2013, though. Yeah. Either way, we have... A decade. Eight movies over more than a decade. More than a decade. Um, so it, it, they're, they're decently spread out. I feel like there's, they're fairly faithful adaptations. You know, like, obviously, there is going to be fans that are upset. The, the fact is, you can't take a 700-page book and shove it into two and a half hours. You can't. You can't. Um, However, I also kind of disagree with books being split into two in a lot of cases, yeah. just because a book is designed as a story arc. So splitting it into two means the first half is going to suck because it's supposed to be establishing, right? Yeah. Like, um, so, you know, this is Dune had this problem as well, where I feel like the end of that movie just happens. Um, and there's no real climax. There's no real moment where I'm like, oh, you know, uh, this is the Dune. You know? <laughs> the Dune. They're doing the Dune thing, you know. Like, um, it, 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 a lot of it feels set up. Great movie, loved it. Yeah, but it's it does feel like set up. Uh, or or if the climax happens, it happens in like 
you know, the first half really sure. um, with that invasion, you know? So um, e- either way, my, my, my point is, is that I, I don't think there's any way to please anyone there, but those are films that are generally uh, well-loved. Yeah. And I don't think they did anything too ridiculous. Yeah. Um, Fantastic Beasts happens. First movie, I think fairly well-loved. Why are, is there burnout with this franchise already? Or is that just a me thing? I mean, that's a really good question. I think, I think so much of it, the, the first eight movies, eight movies. Yeah. Eight movies. Yeah. That's the course. Uh, because they're, they're adaptations there. Again, we don't have much to talk about. You can, you can talk about, Hey, they did a pretty good job. Yep. They did a really, really good job with that movie. I wish they didn't change this. I wish they didn't change that. Yeah. The conversation's over. Yeah. Absolutely. Right? We don't have anything to do. We, we have zero things to go on with fantastic. Beasts. So again, we have to talk about it un- incessantly until, until the next one until the next one and then it and it, and and this is where this is and with fantastic beasts in, in particular i think this is where it becomes a problem where franchises uh walk back their own story and yeah. it becomes a bigger problem yeah absolutely yeah which is really disappointing in the fantastic beast aspect because uh uh jk is actively involved uh yeah sorry just for clarity, everyone knows, but J.K. Rowling, <laughs> the the writer of Harry Potter, is actively involved as the screenwriter of the two Fantastic Beasts, or now three, three now. Yeah. Fantastic Beasts films, um, uh, which she wasn't involved as a screenwriter in the core eight films. Yeah, uh, whether that was a good decision or a bad one, but like it, it, when these films were coming out, generally there was a fair amount of hope from the fans, given the fact that the person who created the world was the writer was writing the new story yeah um so you know i i know that there was some uh disappointment with uh some of the story in in the cursed child uh the the harry potter stage adaptation uh that took place after the core of seven books um and but that was written by someone else it was signed off by jk um but like a lot of people i think were willing to cut her some slack of like well maybe she wanted to see what someone else knew would do with it you know there's nothing wrong with trying something out um, so knowing that she was involved, I think gave a lot of fans hope. And, and I, my raid of the situation is that people are already fairly tired of this. Um, and like you said, it's because she's going back on some of that. Yeah. Um, I know that one of the first things I remember hearing is that McGonagall is in that first Fantastic Beast movie, even though the timeline doesn't make any sense. Yeah. It's weird, small stuff like that. And I think unfortunately for Fantastic Beasts, so much of the burnout, has to do with doesn't have to do with the movie sure you know i mean we're gonna I, I, we're not gonna talk about johnny depp here but like the johnny depp stuff on top yep. whether the, his original casting was 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 a thing and him taken taken off was Correct. a big deal uh recasting it uh then the jk stuff that we've 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 had a conversation about the transphobic comments, the transphobic yeah. comments uh, like that so much drama around these movies and so little of it has to do with the movies so yeah. the burnout is is just constantly having it in peripheral vision and, and how problematic maybe the, the whole thing has been. Well, and I think, like you said, even if someone is removed from some of that, uh, like the, the drama uh, yeah. outside of the film, um, knowing and seeing that the some of the world is being twisted or the rules aren't exactly being followed the way they were initially set yeah. up, is is strange um I, and i know my wife in particular was not happy watching that trailer for the fantastic beasts three whatever secrets of dumbledore sure sure whatever. sure sure whatever you say <laughs> um uh when she saw the the muggle 
uh, holding and potentially using a wand. At the very least, the trailer is supposed to imply that he's using, like that he's doing that thing. Yeah. I keep saying to her, we don't know at this point if he's actively do- using magic with it. Um, yeah. It, but again, the trailer definitely. So I that's a trailer messing implies. with you then. Well, it could, could be. be. So like right. my my argument is is maybe they're just trying to piss people off and it generates discussion and then it's going to generate more buzz about the movie and then people yeah. are going to hate watch it and then find out oh I was wrong or <laughs> just hate watch it you know anyway but either way um my point is is I know that that generated some anger uh in in some of the fans um so it is strange to me that it seems that the original creator who seems like they would have the most to gain out of this world is throwing it in their face and that's the george lucas thing too i was about to say that's exactly it right he's just gonna go back and you're just gonna do it the way and and with george it's uh, maybe the argument is like well this is the way i had always envisioned it and now the technology has caught up to my my ideas was the i was the original yeah but metachlorians wasn't a technology thing (laughs) (laughs) it wasn't it wasn't and i think I have a hard, bit of a hard time with some of that. I think that people like worship at the throne of George Lucas, and I feel like it, it's it's not deserved, um, or or not deserved, it, or the scope of it isn't isn't deserved. Sure. I'm not saying he's not a good creator, but I am saying that. Yeah. But to be to put him on the level of like a Spielberg, or the whatever, pedestal he's in yeah. put on is massive, and like I don't know, I honestly kind of equate him with a little bit more of like a Kevin Smith. Um, not, <laughs> what, not a, what a hot ass take! <laughs> but he's, he's not a bad creator at all, but he likes doing his own thing. Yeah, you know, and he's ultimately making things because he wants to make them because he, you know, um, and it's not necessarily because it always makes the most sense or because it, you know, like very clearly to me, there's a lot of stuff in Star Wars that's like, oh yeah, we figured this out later, and I guess we'll just shoehorn it sort of in there, you know, like there's first drafts of that uh, first script that you know, literally have Luke Skywalker's dad as a character. You know, Vader wasn't designed <laughs> as his father. Oh, shoot. Spoilers for a 70-year-old movie. 70? 50. Um, uh, but um, anyway, like, so I, I think there was a lot of things that were made up. And, you know, so, sorry. Everything was noticeably made up. But, like, I, I mean... He didn't have a grand vision, I don't think. Yeah. I don't think this was something where he laid out the whole structure in 76 and then just filmed it. You know, like... Well, I mean, that's a great that's a great segue to a different franchise. Uh, Ridley Scott and the Aliens. Oh, yeah, totally. Absolutely. You know, and, that's, and, to, and to be clear, uh, Aliens uh, had four movies to start before Prometheus, and only two of them were good. Uh, Correct. And Correct. so we went back to the well... And made two more bad movies. <laughs> well, so let me let me just backtrack for just a second of the original four. We have Alien, made by Ridley Scott. Yeah. Or, sorry, directed by Ridley Scott. Yeah. We have Aliens, yeah. which is Alien 2, uh, directed by Cameron, James Cameron. Yeah. Alien 3, which is directed by David Fincher. Yeah. Uh, rip. Wow. <laughs> and then Alien 4, I have no idea. Uh, it's a French dude uh, that ended up... Doing pretty well for himself. Okay, good yeah, for yeah, him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Huge. Um, <laughs> uh, but so, I, I guess my quick point is how much of that failure of those, only two of those movies being good, how much of that is Ridley Scott's fault? Uh, not much, honestly. Like, uh, uh, to, be, to be fair, like I, I just listened to uh, a podcast about uh, David, uh, David Fincher's time on Aliens 3, and it sounds yes. like a nightmare. 
I think it was his first film. It's his first film. It's it's his first film, and he it almost made him not want to direct film anymore. Yeah, that's fair. Right, Uh, and and it was just a a a massive studio clusterfuck. Yeah, of trying to get that that shit right. Uh, Yeah. There's apparently a director's cut that I won't watch. I mean, I should. No. I like the David Fincher stuff. I like David Fincher enough to He's maybe see it. Incredible. He's incredible. Uh, but that movie sucks. Well, and I just don't know if, if, if a director's cut's going to save it. I agree. I, I think you 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 take a turd and you polish it as much as you can. You just got to polish turd. Yeah, like it, unless fucking Newt survives in that first ten minutes of the director's cut, it's not a better movie. Yeah, yeah unless he literally <laughs> made a different film. Yeah, and, and then the fourth ones are just just bad. It's just yeah. bad. Uh, so yeah, I I thought you know I'm, I'm like I was okay with that franchise just being those two movies. The okay, first well two, the first two movies. Like, are we even going to talk about Alien versus Predator, or are we just? Gonna oh, I mean, to be fair, I love those movies. Okay, okay. okay. So, <laughs> but, but it's it's weird. I, I've never put those Alien versus Predator movies in an Alien franchise or a Predator franchise. They just felt like their own thing. Like I have an Alien versus Predator box set that is. <laughs> All Alien, all Predator, all ABP movies. So I'm just saying, as far as I'm concerned, they've always been together. I mean, that's cool. I just, yeah, when I when I think about Aliens movies, I don't think about those Alien vs. Predators. Yeah, that's fair. Um, so the first four aside, tell me about Prometheus. <laughs> uh, Prometheus is, is one of the most unique movie experiences I've ever been in. Were you excited going in because you knew it's Ridley Scott? Like, are you excited about the fact that the it's, creator is coming back? It's to Ridley this? Scott. It's Fassbender. Yeah. You know, uh, uh, Geiger's doing the designs again. Yeah. Uh, it looks incredible. Uh, it's a great trailer. That it, whole cast is great, but I literally can't think of anyone's names right now. So. I'm not a big fan of Numi. Like, I know most people are. Oh, no, she's great. Yeah. Yeah. See, I, I think I'm in the minority there. <laughs> <laughs> and I get it. That's fine. Uh, I'm not a big fan, but I, I, so the cast is great. Yeah. Uh, so I'm pretty stoked. I'm pretty stoked. And I'm like, oh, okay. So we're, you know, it feels like we're 20 years removed from the debacle of Alien Resurrection. Sure. I'm like, it's time. We, uh, we, we were far enough removed that I think I'm, I'm cool with getting a little bit more of this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and I'm watching it. And uh, I think I'm enjoying myself, and I'm I'm doing all right. And then I the movie's done, and you know we usually stand around, we talk around about it or whatever. Yeah. And I didn't really have much to say, and I was kind of confused about it. I got in the car, uh, and I started talking about it with my wife, and within ten minutes, it was one of the most hated. I, I it's a movie I just absolutely hated. Yeah, it just snowballed and dominoed into this this. This disaster of a film. Sure. And man, I could not hate it more. (laughs) (laughs) So my understanding is, uh, having read a few interviews and stuff about it, is that this was a movie that was created, not intended as an alien film, and then it was intended as an alien film, and then it wasn't, and then it was. And I think eventually what happened was, like how I always kind of read it, whether this is true or not, is basically that um, uh, Ridley Scott... Wanted to make it sci-fi thing. The studio was like, "Hey, what if it's an alien thing?" <laughs> and he's like, "I don't want to do alien. What if it's like sort of an alien? Like maybe there's sort of alien sure. connected, or it's alien adjacent." And they were like, "Cool." And then he starts making the movie, and they were like, "I thought there was aliens." In this. And he goes, <laughs> well, no, that's not what we talked about. And they were like, "You should put an alien in it," you know. And so by the, the eight month of them tapping on his shoulder and go, "Hey, so like, where where are, they, where are the aliens?" <laughs> I think he's like, oh, "Fine, screw it," and then threw one in there. 
Um, but it's not even like it, it's a weird alien origin story that I don't really get, and it it feels and it, and it ruins the mystique of the xenomorph. Oh, totally. Because whether or not you can argue that David orchestrated the whole thing, it's still a calamity of errors to make a xenomorph. Absolutely. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so it's supposed I, to be like the perfect killing machine. <laughs> instead, it was like, this was an accident that happens to kill people. Uh, so you could, and you could tell me that studio story all you want. And I'm like, yeah, I, I buy it. Sure. But then the next movie is called Alien Covenant. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So, well, like, they clearly <laughs> leaned into it. Um, you know, like, so I'm willing to cut Ridley Scott a little bit of slack for some of that. Sure. Um, but not for all of it at all. Like he definitely decided was just like, okay, these guys are gonna pay me, and and just made another bad movie. Yeah, like I think Covenant's better than Prometheus, but I frankly I think Covenant just does a better job of uh, like it, it seems like it has a little bit more of a clear vision, while Prometheus feels all over the place. Yeah, I mean it's less brown of a turd yeah 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 yeah. like i enjoyed it more than prometheus for sure yeah but it's not a movie i've ever seen again beyond the first time i watched it in theaters and you know, it's a unique thing too because like you know i just said i was i was i was watching prometheus and i didn't i didn't hate it while watching it sure but because of how what the sour taste of prometheus that left in, like that left in my mouth i i actively had a bad time in alien covenant because of it which yeah. is very different i guess in terms of, if i'm being self-aware so I'm curious, where are you at with um, uh, movies and franchises around uh, Prometheus release? Prometheus is what 2012? I think it's I want to say that. I my guess is 2015. No, no, you know. it's a bef- it's before I've mo- I moved uh, okay. here, okay. so it's before 2014. Okay, okay, uh, so 2012 then. You're probably right. I honestly don't know. Thir- like, maybe 13. Uh, sure. uh, but uh, I'm pretty good. I mean, Avengers is 2012. Okay. Right? So you're not burnt out yet? I don't think I'm burnt out so yet. So this isn't and, a, and, a and franchise that, thing either. No. And at that at that point, I don't know that I'm actively aware or actively thinking about it as a franchise movie, mm. if that makes any sense. And I don't know if that's in my... I don't know if that's in my head until much later down, until the burnout starts to happen. Right. Okay. Okay. That makes sense. Um, yeah, it's an interesting point. I I think it, it. I think Alien is interesting because I feel like there's an there's a bit of a push there um, to make it an MCU thing. Yeah. And like sorry, not like part of the MCU, but you. Uh, but I mean, like I I feel like that's one of those films um, or one of those franchises that gets pulled in and they have to start going. Okay. Well, how how do we make this a cinematic universe? And and it ends up becoming uh, a, a victim of of hubris, frankly. Like those movies should not be in any sort of cinematic universe. Maybe with Predators, maybe. <laughs> um, but like, no. Yeah. No. Uh, I mean, and you know, if if hubris is what you want to talk about, then I, I don't know that we can not talk about Jurassic Park. Oh, hit me with Jurassic Park. Go ahead. <laughs> There's a, you know, a lot of these big franchise movies, when you think about them, uh, a lot of them don't start off as one of the greatest movies ever made. Uh, okay. Well, that's, ooh, okay. Uh, there's a little bit to unpack there. Um, uh, the first Jurassic Park is a, is a landmark movie. I, hold up, hold up. You made some claims and now I have to address that. <laughs> I would 
argue a little bit. Yeah. Um, like, I, I think in a lot of cases, the reason franchises happen, or especially ones that weren't exactly intended to happen, is because that first movie is incredible and blew people's minds. Star Wars is a great example. There, I think there's outliers. Like, I'm thinking Star Wars, I'm thinking Jaws. And I'm thinking Jurassic Park. Well, I'm what? even thinking MCU. Like, maybe not in terms of it being a, a groundbreaking film, but, like, Iron Man did change how movies were made. Yes. You know? And so, like, that is still... I don't know that Iron Man did, whether or if if the whole thing as a whole did. That whole first... The whole first uh, phase did. I, I credit Iron Man with being a, an incredible movie. I don't know that I, I, I credit it as being a groundbreaking movie. In terms, yeah. of, I think I think those are groundbreaking movies. Once sure. You put, okay. Once okay. you put those bumpers together, once we get to Avengers, maybe? yeah, yeah. Once okay. you get to Avengers, okay. Event, I think Avengers is the groundbreaking movie. Yeah. 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 yeah probably. Yeah. But but anyway, I'll let you yeah, continue. But for the most part, I think a lot of these franchise movies is based on the 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 financial success of of a, of a film and not the quality, like not an overall quality of film. Sure, sure, right. sure. So again, when when I talk about you know landmark films, Star Wars, yes, um, Jaws, Jurassic Park, in maybe Indiana Jones, right, right. So, but the the where Jurassic Park was and where Jurassic Park is is two very different things. You know, like uh, that first yeah. movie comes out and it is it's still one of the most memorable theater experiences I've ever had, and I was fucking ten. Okay. You know, um, and you know there's there's a little bit of there's a little bit of that that's that fandom and 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 pomp and circumstance for Lost World. Okay. But by Jurassic Park three, it's it's a joke of a franchise. Oh, it's deflated for sure. Right. And so then you know Jurassic World comes out mm-hmm. and does well, does decent numbers, does extremely well, extremely it's, well. I believe it's still in one of the top ten yeah. highest earning films of all time. all time. Uh, but it's it feels out of place to me. And like, and now the first Jurassic Park feels out of place to me in its own franchise. You know, like uh, I don't see that personally, but I'll, I'll let you. Yeah, continue. just it just, it, man, I just it. Like, I'm gonna talk myself in circles here, but Jurassic World feels like a cash grab. Uh, and it feels like it's that theme park thing that uh, that uh, my Marty buddy Scorsese. Martin Marty Scorsese has talks about uh, where there's not a lot of uh, a lot of substance to it um so now we're getting sequels to that and I, we had the one uh, what was it fallen world fallen uh yeah something like just that just a garbage movie yeah just oh, yeah, an terrible. absolute garbage movie so now we're we're five movies deep into this thing six coming mm-hmm. right and one of them is good, and one of them is arguably the one of the greatest movies ever made. So I have a I have I struggle with the idea of 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 capitalizing on it and and not needing those movies. I don't need the other five. Yeah, and like I would argue with you on Jurassic World. Uh, I think that uh, it is sure maybe it's a bit of a cash grab. Um, uh, but I, I think it stands on its own. I think that's still a good movie. I think it's an enjoyable movie. I think the only reason I have any issues with that movie is it feels like it's Chris Pratt doing the same thing, um, which I think by that point for me, I was a little tired of. Um, uh, but I can't fault the film for putting an actor in a place where 
like frankly, he's great as that character. He's sure. exactly what he should be as that character. So that's not the film's fault. Um, I think this film's still plenty enjoyable. Is it going to be as groundbreaking as Jurassic Park? No. But like, I, I think it's unreal, unreasonable to expect that as well. I will not give defend fat fallen world or whatever fallen kingdom that's the one cares? that's the one is it yeah, fallen yeah, kingdom? yeah yeah yeah. i think you got it um, <laughs> whatever i i won't defend that at all it's not worth defending it's a sure. terrible film um shouldn't have been made but like i you know i would say there's two entries into that that franchise that are are worth watching um you know i i don't think because something's a cash grab therefore it's bad no you know? no and and i will come back to that later because i they're they're st- like i'm i'm not i'm not saying i'm not saying it's it's something that shouldn't happen mm-hmm. it's a business absolutely sure. if it's a cash grab go for it yeah, yeah, yeah i just i i think i struggle with it more in terms of being able to latch onto it and 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 enjoying it for what it is uh yeah. when i think i i hold that first movie in such high regard yeah and i think that's probably the issue more than anything yeah absolutely um, i, I Fully cop to it. Yeah. Um, I, where I see the cash grabbiness and, and the real soul-selling aspect of that is that second film where we get... They uh, promoted the hell out of Jeff Goldblum coming coming back. And then he's in it for like 15 seconds. Yeah. Um, it, delivering a speech to Congress or something. Um, and that's the whole thing. Yeah. Uh, and again, that movie's awful. But, but that really seems to me like they're selling nostalgia. You know? Yeah. Like, um, I truly think that plenty of kids watched uh, Jurassic World and enjoyed it. You know, so that it, sure, it's not sure. like that movie just succeeded yeah. on nostalgia. The upcoming film looks like it's like they're bringing back the whole original cast. Yeah. And it really does look to me like they are banking on nostalgia. I still think, based on the trailer, that film looks good and I will probably watch it. Um, however, you know, we'll wait and see, right? Yeah. Um, my point is, though, that. Uh, uh, I, I still think that that first film has enough creative merit and it has enough going for it that it's, you know, I, I, I don't mind it being included within that franchise. Sure, sure, know? sure. I, I think that I think my my struggles is mostly come down to having to put Jurassic, that first Jurassic Park movie into that franchise. It just feels out of place. But it's the same with Jaws, right? Like there's a bunch of Jaws sequels. Yeah, I think there's four. Yeah, and I just don't like it like i just no. it's like i even and the thing is i like some of those movies i think jaws 3d is a riot but i never never think about that first jaws being as part of the franchise it's oh. very very strange yeah and, and and i know it's a me thing and i know this entire episode has been me basically dunking on myself <laughs> no 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 and, and but that's fine and i think that um I, like i don't think there's anything explicitly wrong with that in terms of you know, if someone says, hey, you should watch The Godfather, what they mean is you should watch The Godfather Part 1 and Part 2. Um, Correct. And no one, like, and, and you just don't think about Part 3. I've literally seen box sets that only have the first two. Like, um, uh, so, like, I, I think that there's some level of that that that's okay. Um, but, like, and, and, sorry, in the case of Jaws as well, Really, I guess my point 
or the, the the big thing with that is it's still groundbreaking. That's a groundbreaking groundbreaking film. Yeah. But the reason it's groundbreaking is because of what that individual film did, not because of what the series. Did. Absolutely. In the same way that if you talk about the MCU, you you can't just talk about Iron Man. Because no. That's not what yeah. really broke. Ground yeah. Right and so now. when I th- so when I think of like a franchise, I I do think of it as a series of films. Mm-hmm. So when I when when there's an outlier like Jaws or Jurassic Park. And it just doesn't feel like it fits in with the rest of them. When I talk about the Jurassic Park movies, for some weird reason, I don't think of Jurassic Park. Oh, I see what you mean. You know? Yeah. Uh, I, I don't I don't see it that way. Yeah. But I, I understand why you, you would think that. Yeah, yeah. I So, and this is a, a kind of a good segue as well, is what I guess I don't understand about franchises and leads into the whole, like, to sum, sum us all up for the franchise burnout thing is, is why do franchises think they have to be the MCU? Because um, of the success? Like, I understand, but, like, at the same time, that, like, not every space movie needs to be Star Wars. I understand saying that. There's a lot of space movies that kind of turn into Star Wars. But, like, um, it, it, it's ridiculous to me that, that studios, that creatives see something popular and go, well, our thing that's totally removed from that needs to be that. Otherwise, we will fail. <laughs> that's tough. And, and, and honestly, you, and this is not me knowing for sure, but in the, day, in the day and age of social media and being able to track conversation and track traffic of mm. conversation, I wonder if so much of that has to do with it. You know, if, if an MCU movie comes out or if an MCU trailer comes out, all of a sudden the number one trending topic is... Patrick Stewart in the Doctor Strange trailer. Yeah, sure. So that's a huge deal, right? So I wonder if a lot of these studios look at that and be like, well, we just want people to start talking about the movies the same way. Mm-hmm. And the only way to do that is to put them in a series of connected events that don't really connect or should connect. I, I, it's I don't a, know if that's the only way to do that. It's not, I but it's the quickest and easiest way to do it. Maybe, maybe. Right? I, I, I see why a studio would think that or, or, yeah. or a executive would think And there's like a novelty to it. Right, I don't know if you remember for for a couple of years they were like we're just gonna make Men in Black and Twenty One Jump Street movies. Yeah, and that's amazing. <laughs> See, for the record, yeah, for the fact that like, <laughs> if that happened, the world would be better. <laughs> so, you know, the idea that the idea that stuff like that gets thrown around doesn't surprise me anymore. Like, so a franchise being like, yeah, we're just gonna make more Jurassic Park movies or Alien movies or Indiana Jones movies or uh, just we're gonna make we're gonna throw a billion dollars to make more Lord of the Rings content. Okay, Whoa. you know, Whoa. I get it, but like I'm pretty stoked about the new Lord of the Rings. Stuff. Sure, like, I don't think it, it, that, that trilogy is untouchable. But like, I like the world, <laughs> yeah. You know, and they're doing different stuff. If it was, it would be different. Like, I think the Hobbit stuff really feels like a really big cash grab to me. You know, it it, it feels soulless in the way that those uh, original. Three didn't. Um, uh, so, yeah, I, I, I get it. I get what you're saying. And it upsets me that I get it. Um, uh, I guess what I'm getting at is, Brandon, I like liking things. Stop ruining my here, enjoyment. Here, I'll, I'm going to blow up my entire argument for this entire thing. Let's do it. Uh, with my enjoyment of the Fast and Furious franchise. Ooh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, yeah. but 
it doesn't fall into any of the pitfalls of any of the other franchises. I get a Fast and Furious movie once every two to three years. It's ridiculous for two hours. And I'm not overexposed to any of those actors in any of the oh, movies. I'm not. Dwayne Johnson. That's why he's not in them anymore. <laughs> well, yeah, but like... And he's, he's the in... and, and, and arguably, he's the worst part of those movies. Yeah, but he's been in them for a decade. No, he's only been in three of them. And one of them is his own spinoff. Only in three? Five, four. No, he, was, four. he started in Fast Five. Oh, he's in eight. So he's... No, he's in five of them. Yeah. He's in five he's of in, them. And there's only nine. <laughs> so well, ten, I the guess. Spin-off, the spin-off. So the spin-off, but like... So he's in half. He's in... Oh, God, he's in half of them. But he's not... He's, he's not, almost in as many as Paul Walker. Oh, wow. <laughs> You're not wrong. You're not wrong. But again, he's... Not the best part of those movies. He's not the reason why I watch those movies. And by the time it starts to get to the later stages of the... He's sidelines himself. Like, he gets sidelined. Sure. In Seven, he's in the hospital for 90% of the movie. He comes out and he breaks out of the cast and he does the chain gun thing, which is fine. It's yeah. as hell. And shoots on a helicopter. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I don't... I'm not overexposed to him like I am Chris Pratt. You know? But why are you overexposed to Chris Pratt? Because of the Marvel movies. He's in like three. Yeah. But because <laughs> I have to talk about the Marvel movies constantly. Uh, right? Yeah, so, I guess no one's really talking about Journey to the Mysterious <laughs> Island. No, because when you watch a Dwayne Johnson movie, you watch it and you forget about it half an hour after you've watched it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. But you watch three Guardians movies, two Avengers movies. Two a, Guardians movies. Two Guardians movies. Well, three coming up, I guess. Uh, two, Eventually. Two Jurassic Park movies, the Lego movie, two Lego movies. I think I'm done. All in the span of, of, of a meteoric rise of three, four, five, six, seven years. It's a lot of Chris Pratt. Like, that's that's like a Chris Pratt movie every two years. That's too much. <laughs> <laughs> no, like, it just, you know, those Fast and the Furious guys are in those Fast and the Furious movies and kind of that's it. And that's it. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. You know? So even like... Ben yeah. Diesel's in Guardians. You don't give him the same hat. I don't. <laughs> I don't at all. Uh, so I enjoy them immensely. Sure. Uh, but I don't have burnout from them. Yeah. I. You know when I had burnout from them? Hobbs and Shaw. I hate that movie. Yeah. Didn't see it. Good. It bad. Good. It is bad. It's brutal. And it yeah. came out too fast after eight. And maybe a little bit too furiously after yeah. eight. <laughs> I was going to tell you before I leave it. Uh, and I, I suffer from it immediately. Yeah. Right? Uh, so them capitalizing on that uh, it makes it so that I don't want it. Mm. But the, the, the core stuff, I get it once every couple of years. I'm not overexposed to the actors. It's And it doesn't, it like, it stays within its own lane. It doesn't try to be something it's not. Yeah. You know, I, I think... Unfortunately, so much of this is just a a fact of Hollywood. I think in, yeah. in years past, franchises were a big thing as well. Um, it's yeah. just it's easy to forget the crap, you know. Yeah. So like you look back on the '90s and it's like, yeah, Jurassic Park was great, but like there was still lots of garbage then. It's <laughs> sure. Just... And here, here I'll throw another franchise out right before we we finish up real quick here. Another franchise out that you'll agree with that has the same issue that this. We love for the same issues that I love the Fast and Furious franchise, and uh-huh. it doesn't fall. Is the Mission Impossible movies? Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we get them. We get them once every couple of years. Yeah, it's just Tom Cruise with a little bit of Jeremy Renner and a couple other guys that don't make a bunch of movies every year. Okay, Simon Pegg is in a lot, and so is Ving Rhames. Isn't he? 
Big Sorry, ribs? in a lot of those those movies. <laughs> no, that's what I mean, yeah, right? Yeah, but yeah, like, yeah. but I'm not overexposed to them. Yeah, J- yeah. Just Jeremy Renner, maybe, but he's a, Jeremy Renner's not even overexposed in his own movies. Correct. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. so Mission Impossible does everything I need it to do in a franchise. Is it stays in its own lane? Yeah. It's not overly ambitious, is what it's tried to do, as opposed to what it actually does. Like it's overly ambitious in a way of of within its own stuff. Like if you're, the stunts are going to get more and more and more, but stunts is its literal thing. It's yeah, not yeah, going to yeah, be yeah. more than that. Sure, sure. So I guess what we're summarizing is is we'll just have another episode chalked up to to praise at the altar of Tom Cruise. Um, I'll work on his good. lawn. Good. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I think that pretty much sums it up. So basically, if you're Tom Cruise, you're you're bulletproof. And if you're Chris Pratt, yeah. I guess we'll see. Die? If, if Tom uh, Cru- if Tom Cruise is going to be in this, this 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 Doctor Strange movie, then I'm going to have to change my tune just a touch because now I'm overexposed. Ah, <laughs> no, he's unbeatable. He's unbeatable. Um. Yeah, let us know uh, if we got this right, if we missed any real stinkers of franchise. I'm sure we did, but, you know, please let us know. Uh, and tell us how wrong we are about The Last Jedi, in Brendan in particular. Uh, <laughs> yeah, give me give me all of your wrong Last Jedi takes and tell me how much you love Prometheus. Yeah, also let us know if you're willing to come out and be on an objectively wrong uh, <laughs> segment of the podcast. Um, uh, yeah. Thanks, guys. Uh, We'll see you later in the week.